0: Crypto Yams Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Big Potato, a five-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Welcome to episode 79, potentially, maybe more than likely, (laughs) of the Crypto Yams Podcast. We wanted to do a special thank you to all of our viewers from around the world. Uh, We have... People listening in from Japan, Argentina, Peru, Honolulu, Cape Town, South Africa, India, Philippines, Russia, UK, Lithuania, Poland, Canada, and the US. So again, we wanted to extend a big thank you to all you guys. If you're new to the channel, yeah, hopefully you stick around. Check out the website, tripleconfirmation.com. And let's get right on to it. Let's get right into it. So Bitcoin as of today, um, starting to see a bit of a local top in the shorter terms as well as the s p and we are definitely finding a little bit of shorter term resistance we've got some decent little divergences built up on the hourly s p we're either going to be looking for 3930 the market structure level or down to the 618 of 3868 um, either way it's going to amount to a higher low which is perfect for us and more than likely to see continuation into next week to the upside after uh, the rest of today finishes off. We only have a couple more hours before the uh, S&P closes for the weekend. So Bitcoin could definitely chop around. I know with the news of uh, Tesla selling off all their Bitcoin, it's had a lot of people fearful yesterday. Really didn't see too crazy of an impact for 20,000 BTC being sold. Yeah, but again, you know, potentially a pullback. Over the weekend would be fine. Bitcoin in the same boat as the &;P looking for that higher low. Um, the levels that I'd be looking for that higher low are either going to be in the four-hour market structure somewhere around 22,300, or as low as the 382, which is coming right around 22k, breaking it down to the one hour, 22200s where the hourly 618 is. So yeah, somewhere between the 618 and the 786 is probably where we're going to land. Uh, over the weekend, if we see continuation here, the problem I see with Bitcoin is that we've potentially formed a head and shoulders, uh, a bit of a BART pattern in the shorter term, and there is some hidden bearish divergence, I believe, potentially showing up on the daily. I don't actually think that that is going to play out and TC down. I think we're essentially just looking at a fake out, downside push for a retest of what was resistance, now support in that high 21 or right around 22 K as long as we continue to maintain the triple confirmation and the market structure and the fibs all stay bullish. Um, I see no reason why we won't continue it into next week and farther into next month, it seems like this month is actually going to close quite good. Um, if we can get a close right around 25 K I'd be very happy with that. There's a couple things I wanted to point out as well on the macro. I know we normally start on the macro, but I kind of wanted to talk about just what's going on in the short term first. So I've got a couple things here to point out that are, I think, very intriguing. Um, starting up here on the monthly, we can see that Bitcoin in this area of where we've hit bottomed is right in our monthly 618 zone. It makes a lot of sense why we're seeing this level acting as support you know, as well as the previous all-time high top. Like there's a there's a ton of confluence here. Of course, the monthly money flow and wolf pack are still pointing right to the downside, but we won't know for sure if this is starting to turn around for another nine days. Essentially when we see the close and the open of next month, you know, we potentially could actually be looking at a bounce off the zero line here on the money flow. The Wolf Pack could start flattening out, potentially starting to turn back up. With it being so heavy into the red, yeah, we'll we'll have to see for sure. Um, but keeping in mind that our money flow is still green, so overall, you know, we've still got bullish momentum, even though it's been coming down for five months straight. Um, the other thing I wanted to point out with the weekly is that we hit the seven eight six perfectly on this weekly and are holding this level with hidden bullish divergence, normal bullish divergence, in the wolf pack there's, like I said, there's quite a bit of confluence in this level that we would be looking for a retrace back up into around 30, as we've talked about in the TA for the last month and something, Um, and potentially even more if the weekly can get itself triple confirmed back up. Um, The problem I see with this is that the money flow is still deep in the red. We are pointing back up with everything else, but at the same time, we're very far into this um we may see something like what we saw back in February where we come up we reach a lower high um and reject we never actually see the money flow turn green we reject somewhere close to the zero line and do some sort of crazy last ditch effort to crash us down um and i really believe that it would be a last ditch effort because looking at our uh logarithmic growth curve like we are way below the bottom of the growth curve we've really not spent this much time below this level um we really need to see this thing start to turn up in the next month or so at least for our if if we're going to reject it's going to be somewhere up closer to 30 or even potentially right near the top around 40. um so you know uh, a rejection off of 40k very very bad or Bitcoin, you know, 786 here on the monthly is looking at around 10,800 could potentially come if we see that rejection of the 236 or of the parabolic growth curve. So, but again, that like, eh, I don't know, it really, that would be crazy, really crazy. I think the stock market would have to essentially come to an early grave death um, much earlier than I think predicted, um, as a, you know, my thoughts, uh, we're probably still a year or two away from seeing the real collapse as long as they continue to print more dollars and continue to buy the debt with those made up dollars. Um, they'll just continue to kick the can down the road until there's no can left. It'll be deteriorated beyond anything that you can physically kick. Um, I think is uh, to the point we're going to get, unfortunately. Yes. So Bitcoin at a major turning around point potentially here. The macro needs to confirm back up to be 100% sure. For now, we still have this midterm bullish momentum. The daily is still very strong. Um, money flow continues to kind of go sideways here, but overall is going up. Um, so, any type of midterm four hour downside here, if we do see 22 or even maybe 21 and a half again over the weekend. I would be looking at that as a buy opportunity. Of course, not financial advice. This is just what I'm doing. As long as that daily stays TC'd up, we're looking for those buy relong re-entry opportunities. We last entry came in around 21K. So definitely be looking to take some profit off around 23 if you got it at 24, even better. And look for that re-entry, that higher low. Like I said, perfect, perfect little spot would be 21 and a half, maybe a little bit lower but I wouldn't expect it. I would be starting entry even closer to 22 and kind of laddering down my orders just to see where we go. There's quite a bit of depth here that we can go to, so we'll see how that plays out. The good news is that across the board, um, market structures on most midterm timeframes have changed into a bullish posture and structure. We're on a bullish market structure. We've got fibs that are extended to the upside, quite a lot of upside to be precise. And again, that's across the board. Most altcoins right now have changed. That's going all the way up to daily, some multi days, some other not so much yet. Um, I really still think that we will continue to chop around until everything is pointing in the same direction. You've got maybe 80 to 90% of everything right now ready to go. I still think we've got a little bit more you know, shenanigans before things truly take off. But You can see that there's anticipation because altcoins, you know, today VRA did 30%. Block did uh, almost 30% over the last week and a half. They are starting to see some momentum build up. But again, I think it's just early kind of people jumping in. So be careful with that. Again, most of these things don't have a converging wave, high or low, or at least not one that's good enough for the midterm macro. So we're waiting to see that. Get a higher low on most altcoins, we see the confirmation back up. I would be, yes, very happy to be jumping back into some positions once we see that for sure. call is up 60% from the previous lows. Heck yeah, it is. Matic had enough a fantastic week. Link, I think, is right off the bottom. Um, we're only at seven and a half dollars. The bottom was around five on this touch. I'm really. Yeah, Link looks fantastic. Solana looks fantastic. Um, But I'm not saying, you know, buy everything right now. I'm saying there's definitely still a possibility that we revisit those lows if Bitcoin is going to chop around for a while a bit longer. So I would be looking to ladder in orders as low as the, the lows that we've just had in the last month or two. And of course, that being said, you know, be safe. The weekly triple confirmations are still triple confirm down so we need to be aware of that the daily could get invalidated at some point reconfirm back down meaning we are jumping back out of any type of longs we have because the macro is down daily is the largest time frame we have right now that's on our side so if the trend goes against us we get out we take shorts we ride it to wherever we're going to go And then we wait for that next opportunity as long as we continue to see bullish divergences building up in that midterm and that macro we have really nothing to be worried about something i wanted to talk about as well i heard um there was some chatter on twitter when the whole voyager thing was going down that kucoin was potentially going bankrupt as well i think that that was absolutely just utter fud shenanigans lies from the twitter you know I won't. I won't. I won't categorize them. I guess, but people on Twitter tend to jump to bad conclusions. No factual evidence was ever brought up that KuCoin is in a bad position at all. Um, a lot, you know, a lot of these major exchanges—they're not going to have issue. You know, Coinbase came out for legality reason and said, like, okay, if we lose all your money, sorry, you're screwed. But they're not saying that they're in trouble. They're just saying that you know the markets are in the shitter. Things are worth less. Um, They're making less money, obviously. But I I really just, I think they were just covering their butts. Uh, I wouldn't really, I wouldn't be worried about it. KuCoin's been around a very long time. Voyager had maybe, you know, less than a tenth of the volume. It was new. Unfortunately, they just probably did not play their cards right. Someone will buy it. You know, and it'll turn her into the next <laughs> whatever exchange. The FTX guy who started all the fud. Oh, of course it was. Of course it was. That actually makes a lot of sense. The FTX guy. Forbes interviewed and tweeted himself. Interesting. Yeah, he's been a, he's been kind of a shit disturber this whole time, hasn't he? <laughs> man, uh, Pio. Since you're here, if you want, if you want to jump in, man. I'd love to uh, get you in on the conversation. Last week, I guess last weekend,
1: I just completely, for the first time in a while, just tuned out of all the news and then tuned back in and watching people like Manorino and a lot of commentators and, and then listening to, to you just give such a an acute snapshot. <clears throat> Triple confirmation, man. Everyone else's hypotheses and theories and I really think the charts with this system just filters out so much of their noise because chaos right now, you know? And um, some people are like, look, market is bottomed, you know, up only from here. And you have Google more or less formally today, putting a freeze on hiring mm-hmm. um, and you, their quarterly results earnings next week. Um, and I'm not calling it either way, but like definitely will move the market. I think the market, the way the market's kind of psychologically setting itself up. Because um, you got Apple, you got Google, really, is, and Amazon is the and dominant players. Like <laughs> probably half a Nasdaq, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you're looking at the midterms, you know. Like obviously, there's going to be some sort of political effort to te- <laughs> it lines up the technicals, you know, to kind of bounce them here. Um, but then you're looking at, you know, Europe. It looks like it's getting worse this week. And then today, there was a deal done, with... And um, Ukraine, Russia, and Turkey uh, to release grain and fertilizer. So, you know, those commodities are off a cliff, which is a massive relief, especially from a, an inflation perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, to sum it up, uh, I don't know. <laughs> Some people are thinking <laughs> the end is nigh now. Others are like, look, yeah, this always takes a while to play out. The boom can get boomier, you know. um, Economic data is like a lot of people are in real pain, but a lot of people, if you look at household savings and GNP data, like there's a lot of people still, you
0: know, they
1: did well through COVID and they're doing they're doing well now, no sweat.
0: That's true. Um, I think there's a lot more to that data that most people are missing. You know, like exactly um, you know, the savings to debt ratio of most Americans is negative right now. The job loss uh or people without jobs is you know much higher than it was last year this this and that i'm really feeling like what they're doing is look over here don't look over here um we'll solve the issue don't worry you know and they they really said the same thing back in 2008 you know Mm -hmm. a year before or eight months before the actual crash right like the the Fed came out and said, No recession, no problem, everything's great. <laughs> Good to go. Just as yeah. they're doing now. And eight months later, you know, the worst economic crash we've seen in in our generation. Yeah. So far. It's like frost frosty season
1: because it, it kind of gets sort of like it, it's a key assumption and, and a valid assumption you make. I don't think there's any tinfoil hats needed. Mm-hmm. This is what politicians do. <laughs> like it's a, like, first principle, and it's, it's a matter of, like, how long can they keep, keep it together? Because okay. it, it eventually goes to some sort of credit shock. The bank goes down, or there's a terrible bond auction. It just really goes badly. And, you know, you have a credit, credit crunch. God, I haven't said that word in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have a credit crunch in kind of retail and then uh, commercial credit. And then, like, you might hear how some the banks are in trouble, and then it's usually sovereign debt crisis, and that's setting itself up in Europe beautifully right now.
0: You know, it's funny. I, I was thinking about this yesterday, but I wanted to ask you, actually, POI, uh, do, you, do you or have you heard of what's going on in China right now, and do you have any information on that with the banks defaulting or wh- whatever has been going on?
1: Yeah, I was having a good chat with uh, Commander Whitloaf um, yesterday about this. Uh, he he helps me kind of clarify my thoughts. So I kind of sum it up. What's happening there is what happened in the Western world um, in, a, in a great financial crisis. So to more extreme events. So the way they started doing things were everything was money down on plans. And you're talking millions of apartments. You're talking developments of like 200,000 apartments. Evergrande, like we heard that word. Not Evergrande, like a sickness. I Never. Uh, yeah, no, I know. I know what the company are talking. About. <laughs> um, that's it. But, um, so that was, we all heard about that. And now we're seeing like, that was a tremor. You know, this is the, the earthquake is like the tremors are getting faster and heavier uh, and you know, heavier. And right. a couple of things happening this week. So it's liquidity. And you can actually kind of probably abstract this to shit coins, but liquidity is completely dried up because. Money down, I think, it was 30% on average Um as a depositor would put down their apartment. So there would be kind of like a, an escrow bank in the local region. And then the authorities, the housing authority there, would give the permission for the escrow bank to release the funds to the developer in phases on the thing is built. So you know, you probably give the developer 30% and as the things get built, they get paid in you know, capital blocks. Very normal, okay. like you know, you're, you're not paying everything up front to another person. Kind of go in here, boys, and they kind of they pull the runner, <laughs> you know. Oh. Um, and oh. what happened was all that money got misappropriated. But the Chinese government are still putting their citizens a gun to their head. And if you don't keep them paying a mortgage, you will not be allowed to go on the bullet trains. You will not be allowed because that's oh. China now. Yeah, but, that's like crazy. yeah. So. You've, yeah, there's a lot of debt, like a massive housing bubble debt to be written off one way or another, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's real. And that's like, housing crashes are pretty catastrophic because it's, it's the domestic economy, like mm-hmm. working class economy, like normal, normal club savers, people just trying to buy a home, screw up their savings, probably parents' savings too, 30% down. here's something
0: deep to think about too like you know China doesn't just own property in China you know they own property across the globe right whether it's tied to the government or not if they go through some sort of economic housing crash you know I can only imagine that these properties across the planet are also going to you know hopefully liquidate or go up for sale or whatever to to try and pay down because they you know Let's say that this investor has 12 or 20 different investment homes and the whole market starts to, to lean over. It's just going to steamroll, you know, what's hopefully going this, on.
1: Yeah, hopefully they'll steamroll steam the, um, the Vancouver market and the Sydney market. Because like, I read about Vancouver when I was living in Sydney. In the way that it was like, Hey, Chinese laundered money is just buying everything up, leaving a and forcing up prices. <laughs> you know, so hopefully they get rinsed. Um, yeah, China owns like, whew, it owns Darwin Port, man. It owns, it owns a big port in New York too. Um, that's a very interesting thought you had. Like, very interesting, actually. Yeah. Like, I, I, th- I think the more I read about it and the more videos I watch about it, it's just like, Oh yeah, it's a housing crash, except. They were way more scammy about it. So there's a lot more debt to write down because there's actually nothing there. They're not like ghost estates. So everything's been built. Maybe it needs to be painted and fitted out. Like the, the, the officials and the local developers, basically the officials said, Hey, we'll just sign it off. You can take hundred percent upfront and give me 20%. And all my, the housing officers driving around in a Lambo in Wuhan. You know? <laughs> that's, that's
0: it. Like <laughs> hilarious. I just want to point out quickly for everybody, um, S&P here, uh, if it is going to see continuation and break market structure, we're going to see a converging wave play out here, meaning we're probably going to come back up another 20, what do they call them, basis points or something or other? It's going to come up another 20 points-ish, probably, top out, get the lower high, and then break through by the time that we're back on this level um, or... Maybe not. It's probably gonna be right around close in the next uh five hour well, hour and a half, two hours, something like that. Either way, I don't think we're gonna see too much development here other than maybe a little bit more for that lower high if we're gonna see the continuation down or potentially trying to invalidate this divergence um and see continuation without it. We've definitely got converging waves already um we don't need this need this converging wave it would just be a really really fat reinforcement though if we were to come back into this previous resistance zone now support and hold it as support so anywhere between 39 and 3850 would be perfect again what that would do for bitcoin probably drop us back around a thousand ish dollars um and again because it's going into the weekend maybe a little bit more shenanigans fuckery Maybe touching into the high 21k area. We'll see. But that's really what I'm expecting. The the four hour seems like it's topped out, needs a break, and uh we more than likely will see continuation on the daily whenever that picks up again. Definitely not really recommending shorts in the zone, but you know you guys know how I trade personally. Um, trend is up. I'm looking for re-entry opportunities. There is potential divergence but it's it's really it's not really showing up in the 4 hour it's showing up in the hourly stuff it's showing up maybe in the day chart so i'm not really too keen on playing that out again I, going into a weekend too it just seems like a bad idea we continue to get invalidated and you know these these downside moves seem like they're getting weaker and weaker something interesting i saw with the funding rate today it did drop into the negative and stayed negative for most of yesterday meaning that we have a majority short uh, type of environment right now. So I think they're going to give the dog a little bone, get people back into the short positions, just because we did liquidate over like 200-something million over the course of the last week and a half of, of uh, shorts. So, you know, fill that <laughs> rocket back up. By Monday, we're probably squeezing them out and continuing higher. So be, look, be sure to look for that higher low reentry opportunity. If the daily TC is down, then we will reevaluate the position and our ideas of what's going to happen going forward. Yes, KSM. Oh, Jonas was also looking at Kusama because I as well was looking at KSM. It's yeah, it's looking quite nice. Quite nice. Definitely could come down a little bit more. Again, pretty much everything across the board needs a converging wave higher low. And from there, we should just Boink. Ayo. payouts from the crowd loan started. Ooh, excellent. That is excellent news. Very excited to see how some of these projects do in the next year or two. Yeah, get it at a higher value. That makes sense for sure. I, uh, I don't know, Jonas, if you saw the altcoin channel from today, but I did post a little bit of uh, TA. Just it uh, crossed my mind. So we're on the, yeah, great minds think alike. As always. Excellent. Very interesting. Yeah, I think that's the majority of what I got for you guys. Time to be paying attention to the price is right now, definitely. Um, I think that this is a great, if not the perfect zone to be scooping up some cheap coins. But I think that, you know, a little bit cheaper would be more ideal for anyone listening. If you guys are new to the channel, we appreciate you guys. Make sure you check out tripleconfirmation.com. We have big news coming out in the next couple weeks and months coming the roadmap has been updated as of a couple weeks ago so you guys can check that out as well from the website uh check out the discords if you're not here already and have yourself a great rest of your weekend
1: ciao